You're the big, big boss. You tell me what to do, and I gladly do my job. But I don't like your attitude. I get this all the time when when it's cold and raining outside. I'll always comment, and if I get caught without a jacket or you know just something, and I'm a little cold or I'm a little more wet than I want to be, it, invariably somebody says. Well, you were a seal. This shouldn't bother you at all. I say that. I you say that to you. <laughs> you. You've said that to me. And what's my response? Like, first of all, of course it bothers me. And second of all, I've been through it so much. I know enough to know that I don't want to be here. And if I have a way to avoid being really cold or really wet, I'm going to do it. Uh, I've said that to you and not in jest. It (laughs) genuinely confuses me because I I do feel like, like you used to live in the middle of the ocean. Like what? This is raining. It's like a little drizzle. Right. My point is there is no need for me to be any more wet and any more cold than I need to be. I can certainly endure it if I have to. I've, I've proven that. And I really don't have, you know, if somebody said you have to go sit outside in the rain and the cold, I'd be like, well, okay, I I know I can handle it. Um, But, you know, so I'll also get comments, though, like, why do you have, how did you know to bring this rain jacket? Like there was the forecast never called for or whatever it was, or all of a sudden I'll pull out some a sweatshirt and sweatpants when it gets unseasonably cold and I'm ready for it. So I equally get. How, how did you know that to do this, to have this stuff? And my answer is always because I don't want to be cold and I don't want to be wet. If there's any chance for me to be cold, not be cold and wet, I'm going to prepare for that. Now tell me, who do you think you are? Besides the person who happens to be in charge. Welcome to the Leadership in Tech podcast series. Today, we are once again exploring our roots here at the Tech On Ramp as we look back at one of our episodes from our first season, episode 24, titled Grit. It's always good to revisit an older episode occasionally, not only to remind us of how far we've come here as a team working on the show behind the scenes, but to also remind our longtime listeners how far we've come as well. This also gives us the opportunity to show our newer listeners a glimpse of our origins, such as Errol advocating for warmth and discussing how much he despises the cold. This coming from the same Errol, who now profusely supports cryogenically freezing yourself, uh, I, I mean, supports the Wim Hof method, that is. I encourage everyone to listen in, even if they've heard this episode before as not only is it good to see how far we've come, but to reiterate the things that we've discussed along the way. Especially that hard-to-describe but irreplaceable virtue that we call grit, for lack of a better term. Everyone, kick back, put your feet up, and enjoy this trip to our broadcasting past with our hosts, Zach Ruiz and Errol Dobler, a.k.a. Mr. Freeze. Maybe you got lucky, maybe you worked real hard And just maybe that doesn't make you smart Angela Duckworth wrote a book called Grit. You know how forever the military has tried to predict 
uh, like from a survey or a test, who would or wouldn't be able to pass a particular branch of the services boot camp? Like who would who would be able to pass and become a Navy SEAL? Mm-hmm. Who would be able to pass and become a Ranger? Um, and they you know, they they've tried to see if there's a correlation between intelligence, athletic ability, you know, any kind of uh, characteristic about someone that would make them more or less likely to pass um, SEAL training. And right. forever, the studies came back that there were none. The mo- some of the most athletic people wouldn't pass. Some of the most intelligent people wouldn't pass. There's really never any uh, particular thing on your resume that you would have that would make you any more or less likely to uh, make it through. Um, and so she did a, a whole bunch of studies on this and uh, came to the conclusion that the single unit of measurement is grit, um, which would uh, uh, be the biggest sort of uh, quality you could have to get through uh, a challenge like that. I think it's fascinating. You know, why does someone become successful at something that they want? Yeah, so that, you know, that's, um, I would agree. You know, I haven't, I haven't read the book and I haven't seen the studies, but I will now. And, um, but I can tell you that at least going into SEAL training, going into BUDS, you know, there were some of the most phenomenally conditioned young men I had ever seen in my life. You know, you want to talk about, um, guys who could just find a pull-up bar and knock out 25 pull-ups, no issue. And, you know, run five minute miles in the sand, like it was going out of style and, you know, just jump in the water and swim for days on end. Um, you know, very often those were the first guys who quit. Um, and it was, you could never figure out why there was always some, there was always something that, that, that hampered them. Right. You know, whether, they just being in the water at night, whether it was the cold, uh, you know, whether it was the grind or whatever, you can never, that was one of the things about Bud's training. You can never predict who was going to make it. Right. That's um, what, that's what these psychologists were saying. Yeah. Is that there's no test score. Uh, there's no SAT score. There's no athletic accomplishment that could predict. Yeah. You know, and there, you know, there's weirdly, there are some guys who go in there and, and on the, on the relative scale, they're, they're physical studs, but when they showed up at Buds, they were they were subpar. And you know the the instructors, they're like sharks. They just smell blood in the water, and they would find that person and just be on them. And you know, usually once they had their, their sights on you, it was over. You know, and some guys who struggled physically, uh, they would just take a beating, and it just you would marvel at the beating they would take. Um, and then they just would quit. You could just look at him and go, they're, they're never going to quit. They're wasting their time with this guy. He is. They can kick him out if they want, uh, but he will never quit. And I know, you know, I tell the story. Um, it, look, everybody's got that mindset going in, I think. You know, at least I did, right? There was, there was, there was not going to be one thing that was going to make me quit that. I remember at the end of Hell Week, I had shin, shin splints so bad that I, I felt like my leg was going to snap. That's how bad it hurt. And, you know, as I was running around with the boat on, you know, on the head and the hundred odd helmets underneath the bell for the people who had quit in that class, 
I was just like, I don't care. I let my leg split because I'm not quitting. I don't care. Um, so, you know, I, I would agree with that 100%. And I think it's just a matter of what people want, what they're committed to. Yeah, well, and so she said she breaks it down. If if there is two qualities of grit, it's passion and perseverance, yeah. which I think you were just about to speak to. So, passion of, of really wanting badly what it is you're going after, and perseverance to not be deterred. You know, there's there's been a couple of things in my life. I, I generally consider myself, you know, somebody who's got perseverance. But it's also certainly when it's something that I want. And, you know, being a SEAL was certainly one of those things that I was obsessed with. There was nothing that was going to stop me from getting there. And there was certainly nothing going to stop me from staying there once I got there. Um, so, you know, that that passion just has to be there. Like right now, you know, there's so much in my life that's happening and there's so much that I won't be deterred from. But like, as far as if you said, well, Errol, could you do buds right now? And the answer is no, a resounding no. A, because, not because I'm not physically fit, because I am. Um, it's just because I'd like, well, I, why would I put myself to that right now? You know, um, climbing Mount Everest. Could I do that? I, I think I could. I feel you could. I, I feel like at the first sign of danger, I'd be like, no, this is not worth it <laughs> because I have no passion. For it. Well, was was your headspace? So your headspace was correct and prepared before you attempted to do the seals. Um, yeah. It wasn't just something that you're like, okay, let's just do that tomorrow. No, no, it was it was an obsession. It was an obsession, and there was there were a lot of reasons. You know, I, you know, in some of my in some of my instruction, I talk about you know just uh, you know a little background on the on the origins of my company named leader one nine three one nine three was my hell week buds class and just how the class had started with about 200 and went into hell week with 40 and then we finished hell week with 10 you know something like that the, you know don't quote me on those numbers but they're pretty close um and it just going in it was just i didn't care there was a lot of reasons to quit lots of guys quit once that momentum gets going, once one guy quits and the next guy quits, it's like a, you know, it's, it's like a plague. Um, but it never crossed my mind. Not once, not, not once, not even close, not even close. You know, and like I said, with the, you know, with some of the injuries you get, and I just said, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> they can kick me out. I'm not going anywhere. And that's why when somebody quits buds, at least I don't, and none of the people I know look at those people, look down their nose at them. I always say, "Wow, you know, good for good for trying. You know, good for putting your hat in the ring. You know, congratulations for even doing that." Because you just can never tell what what somebody's passion is and um, and what they're willing to go through to make it. So, I mean, you know, how do you how do you relate that to the technology field? I mean, if you can, because you can. There's always no, There's I totally. Areas you've got to be so yeah. Grit. Well, no, it goes to pat. I think it goes to passion. I mean, you know, when I work with uh, like junior programmers and sort of new new developers, they there's this they think that uh, there's this sort of magical talent, um, you know, gene that people have. Like, oh, that guy's a programming god. He's just so good. A lot of people assume that people who are good at writing code have this crazy talent. And when I look at myself, 
there's never been any crazy talent. When I was young uh, and just starting out at my first job, I would work 14-hour days, and I would get stuck at very easy problems, you know, at 10 o'clock in the morning. And the difference between me and someone else is I just wouldn't give up on that problem. I'd still be sitting there at 10 o'clock at night working on the same problem, trying to solve it 10 different ways until I eventually solved it. And so uh, it was passion because I really liked solving the problems and perseverance that I would not give up on solving the problems. And if you do that for 10 years, all of a sudden you've solved so many problems from so many angles, it may appear like you have a magical power because you know what the shortcuts to take, but it wasn't it's not like that. It's not some innate talent. It's not some amazing intelligence that one person possesses that other people don't. It was just putting in the work and the time um, doing something that you love. Right. Yeah. You know, and it's, um, I think it's exactly right. You know, there's, um, you know, it's hard. It's, it really is hard for me to speak on this topic uh, because, so, you know, again, when somebody quits something, you say, oh, well, they didn't. It just, they must not have been passionate enough and therefore it's okay. You know, there's just stuff you have to do and persevere through just to get through life, right? But when it just comes to that obsession that you've got, yeah, I would agree with that, that whole, uh, that whole thing. You know, it was funny when you were just describing, uh, you know, spending 10 hours trying to solve, solve a problem and then you do that over the course of 10 years, then it just looks like you are natural at doing it because you've seen so many different angles. And just relating it to, I get this all the time. When when it's cold and raining outside, I'll always comment. And if I get caught without a jacket or you know just something, and I'm a little cold or I'm a little more wet than I want to be, it, invariably somebody says, "Well, you were a seal. This shouldn't bother you at all." I say that. I you say that to you. <laughs> you you've said that to me. And what's my response? Like, first of all, of course it bothers me. And second of all, I've been through it so much. I know enough to know that I don't want to be here. And if I have a way to avoid being really cold or really wet, I'm going to do it. And uh, so I've said I could, that to you and not in jest. It <laughs> genuinely confuses me because I, I do feel like like you used to live in the middle of the ocean. Like what? This is raining. It's like a little drizzle. Right. My point is there is no need for me to be any more wet and any more cold than I need to be. I can certainly endure it if I have to. I've, I've proven that, and I really don't have, you know, if somebody said you have to go sit outside in the rain and the cold, I'd be like, well, okay, I, I know I can handle it. Um, but, you know, so I'll also get comments, though, like, well, why do you have, how did you know to bring this rain jacket? Like, there was the forecast never called for, the, or whatever it was, or all of a sudden, I'll pull out some a sweatshirt and sweatpants when it gets unseasonably cold, and I'm ready for it. I, so I equally get, how how did you know that to do this, to have this stuff? And my answer is always because I don't want to be cold, and I don't want to be wet. If there's any chance for me to be cold, not be cold and wet, I'm going to prepare for that. So people think I'm just this, like this, what uh, are the people in, who... They're, you're inhuman. You're just like impervious to <laughs> the elements. That's not true. But what are the survivalists, right? I've always got something ready. You know, I'm always ready for... Uh, You're a prepper. <laughs> a prepper, right? <laughs> like, 
<laughs> so, I mean, it's really an interesting topic. I wish I had. Well, they also, so the book also talks about, you know, so if you give yourself a grit score, your grit score would have been very high going into buds, right? Yeah. Because yeah. you had passion and perseverance. But people don't have that uh, in every facet of their life. So you may be gritty when it comes to being a SEAL, but you may be not gritty when it comes to, um, you know, boxing or something, some other, like some totally other thing. And so what you just said there, sort of, uh, you said some people, um, you know, it may not be some people's passions. Like some people don't recognize what their passions are until they're in it, right? Like how do you know what your passion is? Right? Yeah. I may think, you know, I want to be a SEAL. You know what? Right. I want to be a SEAL. That is my passion. I'm pretty sure I'm going to quit on the first day because it's not actually my passion and I'm right. finding out the hard way. Right. Yeah, for sure. Um, and it's, you know, that's just an interesting, it's an interesting point because, right, how did I, I just, I happen to know. But probably the same way you just happen to know that programming was your passion. Right. But, but just like I will say, lots of people say, I want to be a SEAL. How cool will I be? Lots of people say, I want to be a, a technology worker. Right. right. And then they sit down and that, that they get that first problem. Right. And they're like, ah, oh, man, this sucks. And right. Maybe Zach can answer this for me and I want to move on to the second problem. And so, <laughs> right. right. And so you learn, that's a little bit less painful of a lesson than maybe tapping out of SEALs. But yeah. I think it's true. You don't know what your passion is until you're actually doing it and really fully realize that, you know, you know, confirm your passion. Yeah, you know, and 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 it's it's an old cliche, right? If you love your job, you'll never work a day in your life, and and obviously that's true. But how many of us struggle, you know, with that? And it's 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 amazing the the uh, the twists and turns life will, will throw you. You know, I just I never thought that I would leave the FBI, and then all of a sudden, you know. This, you know, leader 193 idea hit me and me and my wife toiled over it and we said, let's give it a go. And I kind of feel, you know, I thought I would be good at it, right? I'm like, well, I think we can do this. And now is the time we're young enough. We've got enough experience and credibility. Um, Did you just do air quotes when you said young enough? <laughs> oh, man. So, but now I'm in it. And I feel a familiar passion, right? I feel a familiar passion. And there's that familiar, um, I, I, I will not quit at this. You know, this, this is going to work if it kills me. Um, so, and that's really encouraging, right? Because I've had that feeling before and it has worked. So I'm very encouraged. And so anytime you have that, so it's kind of goes to your point. You're kind of in it, right? I, I visualize leader 193. And, and sharing some of my leadership experiences, both good and bad, and say, I think I can bring value to people, and I think I'll really like it. But it might not but, be fun, right? So to right. your quote, it, you might, it might not that you enjoy your job, so you're not working a day in your life. I mean, it, I know when I was uh, struggling with those problems all day long, I wasn't enjoying it. I wasn't like, I hope this takes 12 hours to fix. I'd be like, <laughs> right. what the F? Why isn't this working? I just... I wasn't going to give up, right? Yeah, and I wasn't it, loving it. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird. It's you know, it's it, it's uh, you know, opposite ends of the spectrum, right? Sometimes you, you you hate it, you know. Like just yesterday, I'm getting you know, literally as, as we 
finish this up. I'm going to head into New York to do a, um, you know, a three-day event with a client. And you know, just the stuff that I had to put together yesterday, you know, the, the Airbnbs kept canceling on me and just the nonsense. And no, that was not fun at all. And, you know, the, just the little glitches along the way. But I know that when we start instructing and we start talking about leadership and we start adding value, I'll remind myself, yes, this is why. Just, just like when, you know, you, you actually finish that problem. Right. Yeah. That's probably happened. when you go, okay, this is why I do it because that was amazing. That was worth everything. Um, so, you know, I don't know how people find it, but I do know that it's lucky when you do for sure. Yeah. I mean, I guess you just have to ask yourself, like, do I feel gritty about this thing that I'm trying to do? And you might not know before, but you'll know when you're in it. And if you're not, then go do something else, right? Like find your passion. Yeah, and and I I just agree. I there's nothing about what's being said that I don't agree with because, you know, minus, you know, minus rocket science, and I don't even know if that even applies, right? If somebody's just like, I am going to be a rocket scientist, like, well, don't count that person out. You know, they may not seem like they are just you know this superhuman big brain, but they sure seem passionate about it, and they're putting in the time, they're putting in the work. I wouldn't count them out. Right. Anytime, no, totally. Any, anytime you see somebody with that, like, I'm not going anywhere attitude, don't count them out. You know, bring well, them in. That's why I'm happy. So when we interview people uh, for tech jobs, I look at the resume less and less because you don't need that bachelor's degree or a master's degree or PhD. You need to have passion and perseverance, right? And right. if you find that person that does have that gleam in their eye for rocket scientists and you can't count them out yeah you know and it's the one of the um topics that you know i'm going to be covering coming up here with the next client is is teams and what makes great teams and you know we we've talked about the, this google study before project aristotle and i i've you know i've become kind of obsessed with that study in a good way and just all the research that they did before they conducted their own study because there's been a ton of research on it and the overwhelming consensus is in these studies is that it's not the who it's the how right so people become obsessed with getting now i'll do air quotes the best people which you should try to get the best people but like to your point the person with the best resume, who went to Harvard, who went to the Ivy League, who got the 4.0, who's got this, that, and the other. And that's not the answer. You know, the answer is just get people who care, you know, get qualified people, generally qualified people who care, but more people who care and are obsessed with contributing. And then how that team is run is way more important than getting 10 superstars on a team and, you know, like I always like to say, then flipping a coin and crossing your fingers and hope it works out. It won't. It won't. Yeah. So, you know, I, I agree with you on that as well. You know, the resume is important. It's something. But don't let that be the end all. Um, that, ten, those 10 superstars, nine of them are going to quit SEAL camp for any <laughs> variety of reasons. Yeah, you know, but it's just a uh, like we talked about. There's just there's inequalities, you know. I don't know if you know anybody's listening likes football, right? You know, the most hated team, the New England Patriots. You know, that team wins with 
substandard, relatively speaking, athletes. I feel like you all know? of their athletes are substandard. I, I mean, like when they had Randy Moss, right? The year they had Randy Moss, they broke every passing record, right? Because he is a super freak athlete. But generally speaking, they're, but they didn't win the Super Bowl that year. You know, they're winning with just people who just seem to care. <laughs> you know, just have that real passion and grit. Um, so anyway, maybe I'm getting way off the Well, top. they also have the best quarterback in the world. No doubt. No doubt. Who was also a seventh-round draft pick or whatever he was. You know, so I think of of all the things we say about, you know, Tom Brady, it's not that like his he is so talented came way after it was, boy, that guy, he just doesn't go anywhere. He's he's in it to win it. He's got that chip on his shoulder. He's got right grit was what described him well before his amazing talent. Now, all of a sudden, we just call him super talented. So someday they're going to say you're super talented. Someday, uh, somebody besides my four-year-old son and my three-year-old daughter will say, I am super talented. (laughs) Boom. Thanks, man. The Leadership in Tech podcast is brought to you by the Technology On-Ramp. If you're looking for more comprehensive show notes, an episode outline, or just to learn more about the Leadership in Tech podcast and the Technology On-Ramp, go to techonramp.com. You can find all of our episodes there, as well as our blog, info on our nonprofit, the Tech On-Ramp, and much, much more. This show is available on YouTube, iTunes, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, and Player FM. For more about the companies involved in making this possible, check out SALT.io at www.salt.io and Leader193 at Leader193.com. Tune in next Thursday for the next episode of the Leadership in Tech podcast. Your attitude